We're the podcast you want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And out of key, that's the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor fluxing crew to stations. Scanning for Greece 1978. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 152, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Peter Panda, the Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, and three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me, as always, is your XO, Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. I've got the grease, Paul. And I've got the lightning, Francisco. (laughs) Oh, good. XO, who is rewinding with us for Grease? Sorry, that was about as cheesy as this movie. Bite me, anyway, Paul. <laughs> uh, this time we are joined by the one and only Patrick Kramer. Hey guys. Woot, woot. Hey Patrick. And now Patrick is an actor of stage and screen and a Disney diehard. And not to mention his third time on the Patrick. That's Do you know right. what that means? I have no idea. Uh well that Francisco, means why don't you tell them? You are promoted to a shipman. You are what? now shipman on the podcast. You get your I'm calling it a tricor, it's a little triangle uh badge. That, so, that looks like a triforce. Upside down, but it's red. So congratulations, no? Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank we you. have it's an honor. It, it is an honor. You are most welcome to have it. Uh repeat. <laughs> <laughs> our our p- available positions now are you can be a ship's entertainer or a ship's cook. Which would you like? Well, you know, as much as ship's I am cook, a awesome. Cook. We needed a cook, so good. Glad you chose Son it. Of a- Man, <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't want someone who to be a cook who doesn't want to be a cook because that's just bad food, right? All there. right, It'll just be enough. hot pockets for every meal. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Hired. <laughs> Ham and cheese hot pockets three times a day. Now fire. Sold. Pepperoni hot pockets. Sorry. You'd like to be one of the ship's entertainers? Sure. Why not? Awesome. I think that kind of is up my alley. Very so. cool. So congratulations. Uh, thank Patrick, you. For that. Thank yeah. you. So thank you, Paul. And uh, again, congrats, Patrick, on earning your tricor. Uh, looking forward to hearing both your thoughts on Greece and also finding out how we each answer this movie's trivial question, which is, in the stage play, the song Look At Me, I'm Sandra D." had a reference to Sal Minio, Minio? Mm-hmm. who was murdered in 1976. For the right. movie, the lyric was changed to reference Elvis Presley, who died the same day the scene was filmed. Whoa, so our, tri- our trivial question is, what celebrity would you want to meet who died before or on the day of your birth? And we will each be answering that question as the show progresses. But for now, EXO, here is our course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for Greece. Then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about the movie. We'll follow that up with our final reign of classic, nostalgic, or tragic, and then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, EXO? Yeah, sure. Alert, alert. 
thrillers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. One movie. One musical. One word. Grease. Sandy, Daddy! I thought you were going back to Australia. This is Randall. I don't know. Rules of school. Gyrating John Travolta. Who's lightning? And our very own Olivia Newton John. I'm in the movie that made school cool. Tell me about it, Stan. The original Grease, Thursday, 7.30 on 7. Yes. Did he say 30? What what country was that from? Australia. That was an Australian. Is an Australian yeah. TV he said, our own Olivia Newton-John. Newton oh. <laughs> another shrimp on the barbie. I should have been paying more attention, I guess. That was a terrible Australian accent. I apologize. Oh, no worries. We're Phil. We'll, we'll talk about troubleness later. But first, let's... <laughs> First, we got to get to our memory, mind, and mode synopsis of Greece. And this only will not include any of my memories because this was actually my first time watching the movie. Oh, no wow. Kid- no kidding, indeed. Or kidding, indeed. Something like that, regardless. <laughs> uh, so, John Travolta, as Vincent Vegas, brags to his fellow classmates who are all the way too old for high school that he hooked up with this amazing chick, Kira, the geek the Greek muse on the beach with as with as love is many, a many splendid thing plays in the background seventies throwback and Shana na travels back in time to play the prom where only Travolta can really dance and everyone else just looks awkward. Sandra D betrays her innocent upbringing and joins the dark side wearing leather spandex, heavy makeup and shocking gas. I mean, <laughs> shocking smoking. Danny and new slutty Sandy fly to heaven in their clear hooded convertible. I'm guessing they died. Uh, yeah, that was only marginally correct. Some of those were incepted. Margin. <laughs> Not margarine, Paul. Margin. <laughs> you got to get these words technically correct. Speaking of technicals. Mm. Technical. What technical details <laughs> do you have to give us for Grease? All right. The movie Grease is rated PG 13. How? This was before. <laughs> Wait a minute. I wondered that too. I think that's a, a current rating. Yeah. yeah. It was originally- I didn't know they retro rated it. But uh, yeah. Okay. Because it came out as PG when it came out in yes. theaters. Yes. And an hour. Sorry. It runs an hour 50 minutes. Came out in theaters and. June 16th, 1978. Uh, it was directed by Randall Kleiser, and it went on to star John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, Stalker Channing, and a few others you may or may not recognize. Mm. And for instance, uh, one of the people who was in Greece, Eddie Deason, who played Eugene, the sort of nerdy kid, uh, was also one of the computer techs in War Games, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 86. And the director of uh, Greece, Randall Kleiser, or Kleiser, I'm not sure, directed Greece as well as Flight of the Navigator, which we covered all the way back in slash four, episode four. So, wow. I know, I was very surprised by that. Uh, now, what was that, Patrick? That's interesting. Yeah. I had, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, Paul, continue. Oh, sorry. Don't be sorry, be quiet. I am. Okay, the budget of this film was $6 million and went on to gross almost $400 million. 
Good job, Greece. Wow. All you right. Grease so, the wheels of people's pocketbooks. It was actually ah. the number one film of 1978. Whoa. There you go. Oh all right. So now of all the musicals released in the United States box office from 1974 to present. So Wizard of Oz does not count. Okay. Where do you think this ranks in the USA? Are we adjusting box for inflation office? or anything? Are we? Just uh, I don't think these are just adjusted for inflation. Or, I'm going off box office mojo. It doesn't say uh, inflated I, or adjusted. I'll say top top five, five ish. Top five ish. I need a number, sir. Okay, five. <laughs> five. Five. Okay. Uh, from seventy four, I'm going to go ten. Ten. All right. The answer is two. So. Patrick wins. Good job, Good Patrick. Job, Pat. Well done. Is Chicago, is Chicago above it? No, Chicago is below. It's number four. Beauty okay. and the Beast, this latest live action one. Oh, uh, by the way, these are all live action. Is consi- right. is number one. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Gross. The Greatest Showman's number three. <laughs> oh, really? That's a great flick. Oh. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine fall. No, I want. I want to hear the rest of that. <laughs> This is the show that you've been waiting for. I don't know the lyrics to the song. <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah, we don't need it. And we're done. Yeah, and we're done. <laughs> and he crashed. Be in touch. Be in touch. <laughs> don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that we've... Uh, now, before we get to the things we liked about the movie let's go through real quick and say what we predicted this movie would be classic nostalgic or tragic let's start with our guest patrick how did you predict greece to be before you rewatched it recently uh as i said earlier this is the first time i'd watched it in probably close to 15 years Mm -hmm. so i predicted it would be probably a nostalgic film Mm -hmm. and yeah nostalgic yeah nostalgic for your prediction okay and paul what did you predict Tragic. Tragic. Oh, gosh. Okay. You remember not liking this movie, I take it? Correct. I've seen this movie. This will be my second or third time seeing it completely. I've seen it, like, you know, on bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And for me, I I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt and just uh, predicted nostalgic. But, again, not having seen it, I really didn't. You don't I don't count. Thanks. Thanks for that, Paul. <laughs> All right. Now uh, let's talk to someone who does count, Patrick Kramer. What is one thing you liked about Greece? Well, you have to go back to the songs. Uh, the songs are every single song in the movie is an earworm. You every can't, single one of them? I think I'd every song is a memorable <laughs> song. Um, and they're just catchy tunes. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't deny the... You know, songs like uh, Beauty School Dropout, which to me is one of the best musical theater songs ever written just because it's so ridiculous and silly. Is that it the one is. where he, she sees this like angel? It, the, the angel. Okay, the angel, okay, okay. Yes. So for me, it, it, it's, it, this movie begins and ends with the music. Fair enough. So, Fair yeah. enough. Paul, were the, was the music among your likes? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, it was my classic oh career. If you want to pull that out right out of the Boom. at the beginning. All right. Or because, yeah, it, it's still in my head days and days later. <laughs> okay. For me, the songs were something I liked, but only some of them. And really, the only one yeah. I can recall is uh, You're the One That I Want. And that's because mm-hmm. I think that's the one that's played the most in reference to Grace, like in trailers or TV spots or what have you. 
uh, least favorite song in the entire movie. I mean, that's fair, but that's the one that stuck with me the most. I, 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 I get it. I, I, rem- I feel you. I remember liking, I can't remember how it goes, but the one where it's the almost the duet, but they're in separate places between Danny and Sandy. Before Summer Nights. Nights. Yeah, yeah. Summer, Summer Nights. Nights. Which is the number one karaoke duet in the world. Really? Nah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Huh. You cannot go to a karaoke night anywhere on this planet and not have two people sing Summer Nights. I would totally have thought it'd be that uh, Sonny and Cher song. Um, I Got You, Babe? Yeah, I Got yeah. You, Babe. That seems oh, like... It's up there, too. It's okay. up there, too. All right. Very cool. Uh, Paul, what's some, one of your likes, apparently, not your classic <laughs> maker? Okay. One of the light things that I did enjoy was the choreography and the dancing. It was oh. a lot of fun. The, the energy that they brought with it. Okay. Um, that actually wasn't something that occurred to me at all, but I did, now that you mentioned that, I did think at one moment, oh, at the end, I'm thinking, man, did they, how many retakes did they have to do? Because there's so many people moving in that carnival scene and they do just so many shots of a ton of people choreographed. Uh, and I thought it was done pretty well. So that that mm-hmm. crossed my mind. Uh, it's a well it's a well shot movie musical um, yeah yeah um filming of choreography and that sort of thing goes Mm -hmm. um that's something that i thought about as well going back and watching it again with kind of fresh eyes is i was like yeah this is a very smartly shot Mm -hmm. movie absolutely in terms of capturing capturing the energy of every scene and also the way they group, there's a lot of group stuff going mm-hmm. on, and it's hardly ever duplicated throughout right. the film, right. and that, which is really hard to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Right. What, so was the choreography or the way it was shot one of your likes, Patrick? Yeah, it really was. Um, again, I, I hadn't. Every this is the first time I kind of watched it more from a from a critique yeah. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Critique. That's really not a word, but anyway, <laughs> um, it is now. But looking at it with a more critical eye. Than just watching it mm-hmm. and for entertainment value and watching it was like I noticed a lot of stuff from a filming standpoint. I was like, this is I'm not gonna call it sophisticated, but it was just smartly shot. Yeah. Um, and especially considering I don't think um this was kind of the reintroduction of movie musicals mm-hmm. kind of back into the lexicon of film. Oh, okay. Because it kind of it, it kind of fallen out of grace sure. for a while. Mm-hmm. It still um, has in many circles. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, they've. I mean, there's been some that have been successful recently, which is great. Right. But this, uh, this in '78 was kind of like a, kind of a, a reboot of the of the genre, so to speak. And I think thinking that there really wasn't, there hadn't really been a lot of precedence in this kind of style, because most of the movie musicals prior to this had been shot on, you know, sound stages, mm-hmm. and they weren't shot on location the way this film is shot. And this shot, yeah. this film is shot entirely on location, so. The way that they actually capture the feel of a of a stage show, mm-hmm. but still, feel, but it still feels real at yeah. the same time, which is kind of cool. And you know, this I don't think there's this director had a lot of experience with that, so he really kind of jumped in with both feet, and I think he nailed it. Yeah, apparently yeah. he was a, according to the IMDb trivia I was reading, uh, and to prepare for the trivia question, yeah, there was uh, some mention of him. This was a, he was a real up and comer and he didn't feel like he had clout to, I think he, he didn't like some of the songs and wish he could have cut like the, the last one. I think he didn't like as, as did you, uh, Patrick. And, but he, yeah, didn't feel like he could. 
Um, but songs that were cut and songs that were changed are a whole soapbox issue. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, yes. So maybe we'll get to those later. But let's Please. let's stay positive for now. Uh, Never. So, <laughs> something else. I I actually I'd be very curious if this is the case for either of you. I'm I'm going to guess not. But for some reason, uh, Rizzo's character. I was super interested in her character. I really wanted to know more about her backstory, why, what her history with Danny was, uh, why she started the Pinks. I wish there was a lot more of that in this movie because I she felt like the most interesting and three dimensional character in this film to me. And so I'm I'm sad that I maybe it's it's good that I'm left wanting to know more, and that draws yeah. me in. But at the same time, I wish I did know more. Uh, don't midichlorian it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you should say that because not the midichlorian, but the more about uh, Stucker Channing's Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you've ever seen it on stage, uh, all the characters have more story. Oh, okay. Oh, I have never seen it on stage. Uh, no. The film is definitely was definitely altered to be a star vehicle for Travolta and um, Newton John. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, so whole storyline. They drove for, away in the end is their star vehicle. Oh That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I actually said on the license plate on the back. Star vehicle. <laughs> star vehicle. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, were there any characters that resonated with you that made either of your likes? I guess it would be just Paul now is the one that's left. But Patrick, feel well, free to chime in. I was about to say, Patrick, you can answer that question, though. Well, you know what I really liked outside of the main characters is I loved how smartly they cast all these classic comedic film actors from the actual 50s and 60s. Oh, like Sid Caesar. Oh. Like, oh, that's the only one that I knew. Like Sid Caesar and let's see, I can name a couple of other ones. Um, Eve Arden and mm-hmm. Frankie Avalon. And Ed Kooky Burns. And Avalon, is he considered a comedian? I know he's, he was a singer and, and pop well, idol. Did, but you know, he did all of those um, Annette, Frankie, and yeah. uh, Frankie and Annette films. Yeah. But they just what they did is, like you said, doing the callback and bringing back all those kind of classic, actual 50s and 60s, you know, oh, yeah. the, the film actors. The, the time that they were referencing. Mm-hmm. Right, which I right. thought was a cle- kind of a clever thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I thought they worked really. I thought that worked really well, especially yeah. considering that's not part of the original show script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, I thought that was really cool, and I actually really kind of, I kind of focused on that mm. more. You know, going, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool that they yeah, kind of yeah. got these people in there like that, and it was a, a real, a nice little kind of throwback and kind of to what this film was tr- capturing. Yeah, that yeah. era of uh, of that era for, that the film was saying. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, I, well, Paul, let's. Do one more like for you, and then we'll get to me and Patrick's classic makers. All right. So what I really enjoyed this time around is, um, okay, first of all, there's a lot of crazy, zany, over-the-top songs and plot points. But then there are moments, like right after songs or right after something happens, where the characters take a moment to just breathe and kind of exchange looks. Hmm. And I thought there was just some fantastic acting done between those small moments where it's, it's, it's kind of like their expressions were saying, well, that was a little weird, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I really thought the acting was really great 
when they didn't say anything. But <laughs> and that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it really did add it and bring it up another level. And I'm willing to bet, Paul, that most of those can be attributed to Stalker Channing. I I thought I um I th- I didn't notice more on Stalker Channing because I I noticed it in Travolta. I noticed it in some of the other characters, but that could have been I you know she's just so nuanced. I mean, she's just another level of actress. Oh, I was about to say movie. she she's on a different level. Everything I mean, that yeah. she does is, I mean, is she's, yeah, yeah she's on that PG level. <laughs> yeah, the, I I get that. I get that reference. Yeah. That, <laughs> I was I like, don't. PG, that's weird to call someone pregnant PG, but okay. Did oh, that help you evolve? Yes. Was, yeah, okay. I that's, thought you were referring back to like it was the rating. PG-13. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which could cause you, you don't think you're PG. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, to comment on that, I, I do want to say I was sometimes in, in movies, I'll look at the background characters to see what they're doing to see if, you yeah. know, everyone's pulling their weight in the scene. And yeah, I I never noticed anyone being like, just sort of like there that everyone was engaged, which was, which was fun. Uh, Well, let's get to our, our classic makers. Uh, The songs. Patrick. Yes. I know the song (laughs) for you, Paul. Patrick, what's the thing you love most about Greece? Um, It's the level of just kind of frantic fun that I feel like the film has from beginning to end. You know, it's not, it never takes itself too seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it really kind of touches on some real serious topical things that I think are even topical now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, you know, without getting into that minutiae, I mean, it, it's like if I was always watching it this time, especially like you were mentioning with the people in the background, mm-hmm. all the scenes, all the big crowd scenes, all the big dance scenes at the dance at, you know, at the, the carnival at the end, there's a level of kind of reckless abandon. Yeah in the performances that I really kind of really kind of enjoyed mm-hmm. different than I ever had before. I was like, these people are just throwing it out there. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised of how many like bruises and sprains. Oh, and that's just, and, you know, just cause there's just a level of physicality that everybody has, not just the leads, just the ensemble are just, they right. are holding nothing back. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that in some of the the, the songs. Yeah, I mean, they're they're during the 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 prom during hand jive. I was like, they are just going for it. They're going for it. Yeah. They really are. And I yeah, there's like I said, for me, it's just that that in that level of energy that yeah. just kind of and it brings the audience in. Like you know, it, it pumps you up mm-hmm. when you see it like that. It kind of really kind of kind of it gets your adrenaline going when you see a a film cast, not just a live cast, but a film cast that can just get that level of excitement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I do want to say though, that, um, I love that point, Patrick. I, to comment on it though, I, I think it's interesting, uh, that John, was it John Conway who played Jeff, Ken- Conno- Jeff, Je- Jeff, Jeff Conway, Conway, Jeff Conway, who made, Ken- who played Kanicki apparently was dropped during the greased lightning scene onto his uh, backside and gave him back issues, which got him on painkillers, yep. which apparently led to his uh, his death or suicide. Was it something? Like I that. think it was an o- overdose. Overdose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that I was like, I oh, knew that's this sad. movie killed him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't taxi at all. <laughs> but so that I thought that was an interesting bit of trivia, given what you said. That, uh, yeah, people they were willing to to go out for this movie, which was really really nice to see, even though it, I guess it does have consequences. 
The thing- Conway actually Conway actually played Danny on Broadway. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Not the original cast, yeah. but I, can't, I think Barry Bostwick was actually the original Danny. And when Barry left the show, Conway was in it as Kanicki at the time, and then they bumped him up to Danny. Oh, okay. And he was actually in consideration for Danny for the film um, before they decided to make it a star vehicle for Travolta. Travolta. Oh, okay. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> Boo. So speaking of Danny, he uh, one moment with him is actually what made my cra- cla- my classic maker my classic maker, and it's between him and Kanicki when they Kanicki shows his car uh, for the first time, and all the the other T bros are giving crap about like what is this, and I, or it may not be the first time it may be later on, but eventually uh, Danny uh, Travolta's character tells the other T-Birds, hey, what are you guys driving? And like pretty much standing up for Kanicki, like you guys have nowhere, nothing to talk. You don't have your own rides at all. So why are you downing him for having something? So it's I, Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so that moment, I because that before that, I wasn't really sure how to feel about Danny. I, I mean, he has his highs and lows. But that really um, was a solid character moment for him. And I really, There's a bond. really like that. There's a bond there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my classic maker for Greece. Now, before we get to our feedback for Greece that we went on social media to get, let's take a quick second to answer our trivial question, which again was, what celebrity would you have wanted to meet, if you could have, who died before or on the day of your birth? So there was no, no way you would have been able to meet them. For me, it was, I had trouble finding one, but really... For me, it'd be John Wayne, just because from everything I hear, he was bigger than life. He was like his persona in movies. And I haven't really seen him much in movies, but I think that would have been cool to meet someone who's so iconic. So for me, it's John Wayne. Uh, how about for you, Patrick? Uh, it's Walt Disney. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, and anybody who knows me knows that's, that's going to be my go to answer. He died uh, before you were born? Yeah, same yeah. here. This is really he's, he's sixty-six, guy, he's seventy-one. I think. Oh, you're right. No. I thought I thought I he lived he, into did, the seventies or eighties. No, 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 no. Walt Disney died December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. Sixty-six. Oh. Thank you. Sixty-six. Okay, he, okay. he died before. Yeah, because Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom opened in seventy-one, and he was dead by then. Yeah. So I see. But, okay. But yeah, he just because you know, kind of the way he lived his life mm-hmm. and his attitude towards just creating and towards, you know, just going for it, mm-hmm. you know, just believing, you know, it's, it's really cornball to say, but his, you know, believing in dreams and believing that you can just make them happen. Um, now he had some come sometimes some, maybe some ticey ways of doing <laughs> things. Um, but we kind of, we don't talk about that. Okay. Um, he was a jerk, just like the T-Birds. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. But but at the same time, I mean, he he was Uncle Walt. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was everybody's favorite uncle that they got to see on television. Sure, yeah. You know, every week, and he 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 wasn't just the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he literally he lived everything that he that he preached mm-hmm. as far as his business philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And his family philosophy. So. I just, I, I just, I really wish I could have, you know, gotten a chance to, at least once, 
you know, of, of met him, but sadly that was never going to happen. So name. <laughs> you, you're no, you're all very Jeff. very heartfelt, and I'm like lame. lame. <laughs> your answer's not lame. Yeah, that no, my that he died. Too. I knew, I knew it, it would lame. be your answer, Paul. So yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he died before eleven years before I was born. Lame. So even if I even if you know he died a year after I was born, I still wouldn't have been able to remember it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and like like Paul said, I'm not saying it's lame that you guys would want to. I know you did. Just yeah. that. It's lame that, he died. that I because, too. yeah, exactly, exactly. All the right, smoking thing. If he just not, if he had stopped smoking. And uh, now, before we get to our, the things we didn't like about Greece, uh, really made us skid all around. And I can't think of a really Greece pun there, but uh, <laughs> we like to go out to social media. <laughs> Don't shake your heads at me, <laughs> and ask you what you remember about the movies we covered. And here's what some of you had to say. First, Celeste Morris says, I remember watching the version on TV that was closer to PG rated and being very confused when I watched the regular version. All right? Wow. LJ- Put subtitles on. You'll even be more shocked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> LJ Lowry says, I remember my sister watching it a thousand times when we were kids, but also that it was a well-crafted movie. It was the original high school musical. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess in a way, yeah. Uh, Dallas Panda Marshall Morris says, I have seen this movie more times than I care to admit. I remember watching it several times with my sister growing up. It's certainly an iconic film, though I feel more nostalgic, uh, feel, feel more for nostalgic reasons than anything, than anything truly of value. Those songs are pretty <laughs> aggressive earworms, desperately trying not to sing Grease Light. <laughs> uh, Patrick Edwards says, all the dudes are kind of creepy, like in a Hashtag me too kind of way. All right. <laughs> oh, no. And then uh, Wardo White says, uh, not much. I remember seeing the movie with my parents, but I was more a fan of Grease too. But I do remember being a fan of Olivia Newton-John musically and watching a short-lived TV show, Shanana, Shanana, Short- Shanana, thank you, shortly after the original sure. movie's <laughs> release. I have no idea what that is, so. Shanana was the band that actually played during the prom. Oh, okay. Dance. That was oh, the band, Shanana. Okay. They were a, they didn't dress they, like Shanana. <laughs> they were they, what they were is they were a fifties throwback band in the seventies. A fifties throwback band in the seventies. Okay. Seven. Oh, okay. They were a band in the seventies. Okay. They but they did band. all fifties, like all fifties music. Yeah. Gotcha. They dressed in leather jackets usually. And yeah. And they did have their own variety show in the Late seventies. Okay, yeah. thank you. They were okay. huge. They were big, big. Yeah. They were big. so big. That was Bowser before Bowser, as you know, Bowser. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just the guy with the big mouth is Bowser. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. And then uh, finally, <laughs> uh, Benora dot says yes. I'm not sure right. to take that, but thank you for that. It was insightful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> thank you, Benora.Debora, as well as uh, Celeste and LJ and Dallas and Patrick and Wardale. Thank you so much for adding your feedback and what you remembered about Greece. Now let's get to the things we didn't like about this film, starting with Paul. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of over-the-top ridiculousness Um not only in plot, but in acting. And like you said, uh, 
I know it's one of your favorite things, Patrick. You know, they, they did give it their all. And, and some of it was they were swinging for the fences and almost like way too much. But but I think that was intentional. Oh, intentional or not. It's just I'm just going, really, really? Wow. But don't you kind of expect that for musicals, Paul, that it's over the top in that way? It's more there, it's, there, it's bigger than a, life. There is a difference in there's there's musicals yeah that do over the top they like they they bring it up a notch uh-huh then there's Greece who <laughs> just puts it way out well, it there. And, and I get what you're saying. Level. I, I blame a lot of that yes. on the cocaine that was being done in the late 70s. And I wouldn't doubt but, that for a minute. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it was intentional because if you look at the films that it was trying to emulate from the 50s and 60s, um, especially those like Frankie and Annette films, the level of kind of – I don't want to say melodrama because that's the wrong word. Boring. but. The, uh, the level, well, Sorry, that's what I think of with, with those movies. Well, they're, they're not they're they're not great movies. I'll, I'll no. give you that. Um, but but there's a there's a, there was a style of performance that was that was in those films. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was kind of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's cool because they would balance it with those more serious moments that but felt more real and grounded. Out of balance, it was there were far and few. Serious uh, moments. real moments oh. serious I can I can, I can I can I can understand that. Are there more so. real mo- moments in the in the play or the musical oh, the no. live action? Oh no, it's it's oh. Oh, the book it's no, even the worse. it's it's terrible. No, not um, the book, the the live performance. Yeah. The, no, that's the thing, the book the book for the stage show. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um it's 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 not a good show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it 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 lives and dies by the music. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, this show lives and dies by the songs. Um, and the and the iconic, and I use air quotes there, characters of sure. the song in, in those songs, but the actual script, no, it's 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 terrible. Um, <laughs> it's 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 fluff. It's like the epitome of fluff. Wow. Yeah, the the stage play book wasn't that good, and I'd be curious if this moment was in there too. This one that I didn't like, which I felt was over the top, similar to Paul. So that interchange at the pep rally between uh, Sandy or Sandra D, whatever you want to call her, and Danny when they meet again, it just felt so contrived. Now, at first, it was totally authentic, which I loved. It was like, Sandy, Danny. And I I was like, oh, this is so cute. I'm loving this right now. And then he gets all, "Uh, whatever, 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 baby. And she's like, you've changed so much. And it was like, whoa. Why are we so? They're like going to eleven, and how much they're different from their authentic like selves. And yeah. I just like, nope, that's in there. That's in the book too. Okay, well, yeah, it's in the straight The setting is different. Oh, but okay. That exchange is exactly almost verbatim, exactly the same. Yeah, I do not. I do not care for it. I felt like it was Rocking very and rolling and whatnot. I'm both. <laughs> I mean, both of them. Both how they react, their reactions to each other, just did not feel real at all. They felt totally. Like yeah, bigger bigger than life in a very bad way, Paul. Like like it's you're saying, it's goofy. Yeah, uh, let's go to Patrick. What's something you didn't like? The fact that everybody in the cast, as far as the teenage leads go, <laughs> were in there. I checked. I mean, yeah. I checked this. Yes, yes. They're all the youngest one was the was the actor that played Sonny mm-hmm. 
and he was 29. Yeah. Wow. Everybody oh. else was 30 and up. So I Dr. Thought, Channing was 35. I kept sworn wow. I saw Travolta was 23 and, no. and John was 28. Maybe when he oh. first started the, I think, as I a think, play, maybe. Yeah, oh. maybe on Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. He, he was... How yeah. old was Craterface? Because he looked like fifty-five. He's um, he's older than Dirk too. <laughs> yeah. Is that the no, the Scorpions guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, old man Scorpion. <laughs> I, I lied. I lied. No, Travolta was twenty-four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Travolta was twenty-four. But that's but the Craterface guy really did look like he was in his thirties. And well, yeah. and most of them did look like they were really up there. They did not look teenage at all. I mean, not no. at all. No, this Yo. doesn't even look like a. Oh a yeah! College oh god! Okay, so the crater face guy, that actor's <laughs> yeah. name is Dennis Stewart. Uh -huh. Yes, he was born in on July 29th, ninth, nineteen forty-seven. Oh my gosh! So he would have been in his forties at this he point. Been, he would have been thirty-nine. He was thirty-one. 30, 30, oh. 31. My math is not good. Okay. <laughs> wow. Seventy-eight minus what? What year? Forty-seven. Forty-seven is thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he he and Stucker Channing of the teenagers, yeah, wow, were the two oldest. Yeah, d did that take you out of the movie at all, Paul? And when he showed up, when they finally did a close up of him, oh, I'm like, well. dang, how old is this guy? <laughs> I just meant them being older actors in general. Oh, oh definitely, uh, yeah. In standard definition, in standard definition, it didn't bother me as much. Oh, and when yeah. you watch it, I did. All of a sudden, you're like, there is some crow's feet action going on <laughs> on all these people. <laughs> That it's, yeah, you definitely have to turn your brain off for uh, for that. Yeah. Well, to, be, to be fair, the, the the last one of the last times that I actually did the show, mm -hmm. um, and I played one of the as they're known in the stage version, the Burger Palace Boys. Oh, okay. not oh. the not the T Birds. Oh, okay. Um, but um, I we were all like I was thirty. Oh, okay. So you know. But you I did not. Have a young face. Did you have I a goatee? Because that makes you. I look did not cool. have the goatee. Okay. No. Uh. <laughs> but um, so we were all, yeah, we were all kind of in our early thirties when we were doing it as well. I so. imagine that's probably the norm. Like twenties to thirties are the people that are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you end up with those really bad, like that state that TV version that came out about a year or so ago. Uh, I didn't did. see that. Yeah, was that not? It was it was terrible. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible. Didn't make it through it. Didn't make it through it. Well, there you go. We have a 30-year-old playing Danny or a 12-year-old playing Danny. Who are we going to choose? Who has the right. better acting chops? So back to the 78 version of Grease. Uh, okay. Paul, what's something else you don't like? Okay, I know this is all like reminiscent of high school and this really happens, but it's really hard for me to watch when a lot of the characters have this, their attitudes of this, oh, I'm better than everyone else and I'm looking down on everyone else. And it's just, it's hard for me to get into the movie like that uh -huh. and kind of like root for or even care what happens to these jerks. Do you remember being a teenager? Oh, like I said, it's absolutely true to life. Teenagers are jerks. Yes, but I don't like. I don't think I was a jerk, honestly. But I'm a, no. rare, a rare. Hey, bird. I, hey, now to be fair, Eugene wasn't a jerk. You know, yeah, there are exactly. those non-jerks. There are. There are. But, but the cool, the cool kids are always jerks. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's right. face it. Let's face it. Probably. Sorry, cool kids. <laughs> You're a jerk. You lose. You're jerks. Good day, sir. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but was there anyone in particular, Paul, or just pretty much? Oh, the they whole all. Range? They now now Frenchie was probably the only bird that w- didn't look down. Was was positive. Um, well, there were there, there was that one T bird and the one pink that they they were more of the nerdy ones, and they like liked each other. And I thought they were really cute. Oh, the foodies. Yeah, I don't that know. Was, uh, Jan, that would be Jan and Putsy. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, jam. Yeah, but they but they laughed when other people were being made fun of and oh, put I see, down. I see what you're so, saying. Okay, all right. Yeah, <clears throat> they're sheep. Yeah, <laughs> those sheeple. Oh, uh, I I I don't like sitting through that. Okay, fair. I I honestly didn't notice that that much. I but, did. Okay, you did. Yeah. What else did you notice, Patrick? That you disliked? Um, I. There's I didn't have a lot more as far as you know overall dislikes um, except for the song changes Mm -hmm. Um, just because I'm familiar with the the stage version Uh and all the characters all the rest of the T birds and the Pink Ladies have stronger moments in the stage version of the show Uh um, and songs um, that were cut Mm. uh, for the film or just completely changed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for example. Uh, Grease Lightning is not Danny's song. Mm. It's Kanicki's song. Mm, that makes more sense. Uh, which totally makes more sense. And I and I'm like, why did we do this? And then also, uh, you know, they they the songs that were removed and other ones put in, like the song Sandy, uh, that Danny's song Sandy, is so corny. <laughs> it may be the corniest song in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and the song that they replaced it with, which is a, which is a song called, um, oh shoot, what's it called? I can't I can't even remember what the other song is called, but it's a better song. Oh okay. Um, it's so memorable that I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> um, if I, I'd have to sit here and sing it for you, and sure. I don't remember it. The Sandy song is just too melodramatic, and it's got all the Travolta isms as far as his vocals go. That sometimes to me are nails on a chalkboard. Got it. Um, but then, but at the same time. Um, I could I could give you the soundtrack for the original cast recording, mm-hmm. and you could hear all the cool songs. Like there's a song that Duty has a song called Magic Changes, and Roger has a song called Mooning, and all those songs are played during the movie. Oh, oh, interesting! Like, like underscoring other scenes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like the band during the dance does Magic Changes, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, and. And it's a shame because and the only other Pink Lady song that got kept was um, uh, Sandra D. Right. Uh, Marty in that same scene has a song has a song as, as well called Freddie My Love. Mm. That's talking about her uh, Kore- Korean army boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a whole doo-wop number and it's adorable. Oh. Um, so that's that's my biggest gripe. And it's mm-hmm. and it's more of a gripe of just like the changes that they made that yeah. I thought were unnecessary. I thought they were they were really cute songs, and I think they went with more popular real songs uh-huh. in it, like at the hop and right. stuff like that, rather than than trusting the material uh, yeah. that the whole thing was based on. Mm, yeah, I'm like, that's unfortunate. I mean, this 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 has been one of the most Despite the fact that it's not a overall a good show, it's been <laughs> one of the most it's one of the most popular yeah it is musicals. I mean, it's done to death and it yeah. sells. Like you want to you want to sell out a show? Do Grease. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's gonna sell. When I posted that I was watching this, I got one, some of the most likes 
on that that I've ever gotten. Really? There's a lot of fan, Greece fans yeah, out Greece there. Has, yeah. Greece has fans that transcend, you know, generations. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I mean, there are little kids that love Greece. Huh. There are there are aspiring Sandra D's <laughs> in 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 like in like show choirs and schools right now. Both pre leather and post leather. Pre pre and post leather, but that gets into my tragic. But that yeah. gets into my tragic maker. All right. So you didn't like the changes except for alone in the drive-in movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I actually like the original versus the Sandy song. Got song that was so there. so okay. that most of the changes that they made were were not unnecessary or made it worse essentially. Yeah, I thought they were just yeah. yeah I thought they were not the best choices. Yeah. yeah. For me, good. the the thing that I didn't think was a good choice. Was so one thing I liked about Danny, and something I didn't like about Danny was why in the world do you keep dancing with Cha Cha when she's trying to dance with you and you're with Sandy? I don't get why you just oh well I'll just keep dancing because why not? What is it that? Makes zero sense because he's in the mood, he's in the groove of it. You no, know, it's, no, it's dancing. He just wants to win. Yeah, uh, but, but there's nothing leading up to that that he so cares about winning. I, I no, but he just likes to dance. If you've seen Saturday Night Fever, he likes to dance. <laughs> so I have to see the prequel to this movie think, to know that. I don't that. think there's any continuity <laughs> between. Well, I saw a preview that said, John, you love them in this, enjoy them in this. So, you know, they, the advertisements are tied together. Yes, but if I haven't seen Saturday Night Fever either. So based on just this good, movie, movie, there's no setup for him needing to win a dance competition or that, I don't know, there's okay, no. There's he no obviously Motivation better than basketball or running. (laughs) That's all true. Yes. So he, that's what he's into. But then they should set up something where he has that as something he's aspiring to. So it makes sense that he would. You know what? They just need one line. Said, "I'm sorry, Sandy. I got to dance." Here's 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 another pulling back the curtain. Oh, okay. Um, in the stage show, Uh Sandy doesn't go to the dance. Oh, she's too busy leathering up. No, sorry, <laughs> he's there with Cha-cha. actually with no. He's there originally with um, Patty Simcox. Who's that? Yeah, I'm not the, sure the, the cheerleader. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay yeah. yeah, and dumps her to go dance with Cha Cha. Oh, okay. okay. See, so I, rather than rather than try to make sense out of it with having Sandy at the dance. They just went, oh, well, he ends up dancing with Cha-Cha, so he has to just end up dancing with Cha-Cha. And they didn't try to – they didn't reconcile it at all. And mm. you're right. That is a very good point. There is no clot or character or psychological reason Cha-Cha that he was a better that. dancer than Sandy. So That's what? The worst so what? Reputation. He loves Sandy. So – Yeah. It doesn't – But it's all about dancing. There's no, no sense. It, it, makes, it makes no sense. Yes. Right. Thank you, That's Patrick. valid – Francisco, that is valid. Thank you. I back you 100%. Thank you very much. See, that's how it's done, Paul. Just in case you didn't know. Generally, no. I don't do that. Sorry for one, making this show more interesting. <laughs> that's, you nailed it on that one. That's. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad we can have some agreements. That's awesome. Because the disagreements are about are to about to come. <laughs> it's got to get real. <laughs> Wait till right. we get our final rating. Yes. Here come our tragic makers prior to the final rating. You know what? Since you guys have similar ones, I'll go ahead and start. And for me, oh, my gosh. And actually, this may lead into your guys's or may be exactly the same. I don't know. I, I just, it is so frustrating to me. 
how Sandy uses that football player to make Danny jealous. I am like, seriously. What? Poor Lorenzo Lamas. Is yeah. that Lorenzo Lamas? I saw him in yes. the press. I'm like, who That's is Lorenzo Lamas. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's, That's the so renegade. Funny. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, taking me back to like WB Saturdays or something. <laughs> wow. Um, or was it USA? Regardless, okay. I was I was really frustrated by that. I, I hated that dynamic that she's using the she's leading this guy on just to get just to get Danny now, is so frustrating. To her her defense, I'm not saying you're wrong, Francisco, but if Danny never turned around, that was her fallback guy. True. So if he never that it could have worked out, but Danny did turn around and she left him in the dust. Yeah. (laughs) That's as bad as old woman Titanic. Like I have this secret longing for Jack, but he died. Okay, I'll sell it for you guy and never give you my diamond so we can live happily. That's fine. Look, you gotta have your option B (laughs) in your interesting connection (laughs) C plan and your D plan. So she got herself covered. Now why you gotta blame her for that? Because it's high school. You don't need a plan in high school for that. Yeah, you do. To be fair, that character was so dumb, he probably didn't know he was being used. He he probably didn't, and that's true. But it doesn't even it doesn't make her decision it doesn't make her decision better for it being uh less him being less cognizant of it regardless that was my tragic maker i just that really bothered me i i I liked her until then i was like yeah i'm i'm feeling for you that sucks how danny treated you but when she started that uh, oh you liked her until then i thought you said i liked her in taliban (laughs) (laughs) wow sorry just wanted to clear that up until then i liked her all right let's go with patrick for his tragic maker it's the moral of the movie. Ah. Which is? Which is, if you are willing to change yourself and to become a, I hate to use this word, but whorish, <laughs> slutty. I was about to say, now wait, is she charging? So. But, I mean, if we're, if we're going into semantics, no. Okay. But so. if, you're a, if you're willing to give up, you're willing to change yourself to the point that you are literally giving up your complete value system for a boy. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a good message. Yeah, you know. Hey, but and those I'm, summer I'm, nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But you know, and this, and what makes it even funnier? Well, not funny. It's kind of annoying. Is the number of times that, like, for example, my wife is a high school theater teacher, mm-hmm. and. They're talking about what shows we could do next year. What shows we could do next year? And the parents and the kids are like, let's do Grease. And she's like, right, let's do the show where the main message is the teenage girl turns into a slut to get the boy. Right. So we're going to do, let's do that at the, people don't realize how dirty this show is. Well, yeah. Oh, Some of the extreme. lyrics. Oh my God. Yes. I'm, I am shocked. I'm completely going off the rails here. <laughs> but I am, I was, I am shocked that I was allowed to watch and listen to the album as much as I was as a kid. You know, yeah. going back and listening to like Grease Lightning's lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Right. I mean, and I sang them, <laughs> and I'm and I'm like, I'm embarrassed to sing this, and I say some terrible things on stage, <laughs> um, because I get paychecks. Sure. And but it's like these. This is a dirty, dirty show. Yeah. And yeah. people think that it's like this great family musical, and I'm like, it's, it's not. 
It really isn't. And that's kind of, I guess it's not really, well, it can be a tragic maker just because, like, if we get, again, we're getting back to don't change. Don't change for a guy. Don't, don't. I am curious, guys. Um, Before we get to yours, Paul, just a little bit of pushback. Not much because I, I agree with you. I'm just. I was about to say when when, when <laughs> I when I saw that film, I, like I didn't really think about when I saw it this first time that she changed. I, all I thought was she changed her looks. It wasn't about changing her character necessarily. After reading a bit about it and what you have to say just now, Patrick. Oh yeah, he, she does pretty much change her whole mannerism, her whole attitude yes. Yes. to be with him, and yes. I don't get. Yeah, I don't know why she felt she needed to she do starts, that. She starts smoking. Yeah. In the stage version, she knocks Patty Sincox out. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it's nuts. And she looked really good. I'm not going to deny good. that. But she was my first crush. Um, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, yeah. She, right. still, she still is a huge crush for me. Um, but uh, trivia... Here's a little trivia for you. Those pants that she wears at the end of that movie, uh-huh. yeah. she had to be sewn into them. Oh, man. Uh, that's There was no like zipper or anything on those. It was like, wow. okay, get into these. We're going to sew you into them. Mm. That's how tight Ouch. they were. That does not look com- – that's not comfortable. No. no. Um, I'm surprised she was able to move like that. Uh, but anyway, they're young. Um, <laughs> ish. They're young-ish. They're playing young. Right, right. Um, yes. But yeah, that's – I get – you know, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. But No, that's fine. But yeah, it's just, you know, in retrospect, it's like, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, especially in today's society to go back and kind of this film is still held as like, this, this film is held at a pretty high level in terms of movie musical notoriety. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, mm-hmm. you know, sing, sing along movies, movie theater sing alongs are done of it all the time and they sell out. Right. So. I it's don't get it. Pop- <laughs> it's super popular. All right. It's it's crazy popular. Whether it's your cup of tea or not, yeah. it's crazy popular. It's not mine either, honestly. It was I was obsessed with it as a kid. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I'm like, yeah, not so much. But but then to but then the tack onto that, all the little kids that love it. Right. And that's it, actually it what really it really draws in kids. Right. That's and that's what I what- don't like the most about this movie slash play uh-huh. is all the kids and the grownups. And I've been to, is your tragic been, maker the audience? No, 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 no. I have a separate, <laughs> I hate just for the movie. all you people. You are tragic. It would, that you, yeah, because okay. that's judging the audience, not the movie <laughs> okay. itself. But on back know? on the movie. But yeah. how I, I agree because I've been invited to high school plays. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're allowing this. This is, so inappropriate it's, it's fine for adults to do you know mm-hmm. if you yeah. want to reminisce and but to have kids and encourage kids to do this this is i don't know well and to be fair now for high school productions that i've seen they tend to water it down but it's not watered down enough from the productions i've seen it's well, still I mean, inappropriate it's i mean you, these kids that's will you, be picked that's you out. west coasters <laughs> well i know you that these kids will get coasters. kicked out of class for saying the same thing you know, and that, but it's okay to do it on stage in front of the right. whole school. Well, like, oh, for example, Gre- like for the for the high school version of Grease Lightning, mm-hmm. the lyrics are completely different. Oh, like, yeah. There's a whole other set of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, now that doesn't mean that Sandy Dill doesn't go complete complete skank mm-hmm. at the end. Still, mm-hmm. gosh, she does. But 
it's all on how you play it, obviously. Yeah. But e- but even then, to your point, Paul, yeah. even if you water it down, the message is still there. Yeah. Sure. Totally. And I'm and I'm and I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination. God, mm-hmm. anybody that knows me knows that I am <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> but you have my, a line. <laughs> but um, I we all do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but even then, just knowing that there's their sensibilities mm-hmm. and it's like i said and people think like i said the perception is that this is a family mo- mm-hmm. a family musical yeah and i'm like it's really almost isn't? like it's it's almost and like that's it's- not, i don't even think that's fair to the musical though you know because i don't right. think that's the movie's fault right right i, I don't that's, that's why it's not my tragic maker uh, because yeah. it's a separate issue it's right. almost the marketing has made it appear like it's right. this not, thing that it's not, not even the marketing it's the way people perceive it oh. exactly they perceive it as like this wholesome yeah. throwback yeah. And i'm like no it kind of is it's a throwback but it's a throwback that's also kind of touching on the the gross it's very touchy they kind of they kind of happened during back then because it was a different time period yeah Totally. And it really, it and it really tries to capture that in a certain way. Yeah. And from what I hear, the the PlayStation, the PlayStation, the Play version is even more raunchy. Oh, the Play version is much raunchy. So is the right. Play version like a non-musical version? Essentially, no, it's a, oh, it's it's a, a musical. Oh, okay. Musical. Sometimes I'm not sure what the distinction is. So okay, because I know well, there's plays mus- with no music. Right. So and, uh, the the stage the theater, Francis, <laughs> the theater, the theater. Um, the the stage the stage version of it is, and again, it was a product of the 70s. Yeah. And where people were trying to be more edgy, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of just threw whatever they could into much it. Much like the dancing, they really went for it. A they bit too much. really did. All right, Paul, what's your tragic maker for Greece? The tragic maker for me is very closely related, and that is is watching the descent into darkness of Sandy, and it's very, very close to what Patrick was saying, but it's slightly, for me, it's slightly, there's a, there's a slight distinction in that for me, it's like an allegory of a loss of innocence. Mm. It's for the same reason that I don't like the movie enchanted, uh, where it, with, uh, what's her name? Amy Adams, where oh, most yeah. people who've seen that go, Oh, I love that film. Yeah. Most people do, but it starts off with, you know, a woman who's fine and great in the beginning, and then she leaves it for a much darker world. And to me, it just represents that, that, like I said, the loss of innocence. And I wish that instead of celebrating the loss of innocence, that it, it would do the opposite. But so that's me. You know, there's a weird fan theory for Greece as well. About how it's all, it, they're all dead because they that died. Sandy, drowned. Sandy's dead. Oh, I thought they were all dead because I thought he, she and what's his name, Danny, died during the summer nights. Well, so in they the they beach. say that, that that like that's that that the the high school is actually like purgatory, right? Huh? And that when she when she finally commits to Danny, that's when she's able to kind of transcend to the next level. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, there's that. I don't really buy that, but okay. Drugs are <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> yes. But Indeed. it gives you the over-the-top commitment that you need, <laughs> and and, fl- and flying cars. Yeah, I still don't <sighs> get the flying car. Yeah, well. I don't know how you're going to transition that, Francisco. I but don't either. But that's your tragedy maker, Paul. The descent into darkness by of uh, the loss of innocence. Yeah, yeah, and the 
And now we will descend into our final rating for Greece. Alice? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Okay, guys, do we rate Grease? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic. We'd only recommend this movie to people who've seen it before and you probably would enjoy it again. Or a tragic. We'd recommend no one see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. If you have good memories of it, just leave those memories in place. Don't sully them with a rewatch. Let's start with our guest, Patrick. How do you rate Grease? It's a nostalgic movie. Nostalgic, uh, it is. It's definitely a nostalgic film. It's um, it's it's not one that I think it's not. You know, it's not a great movie overall. But mm-hmm. I think it's a great, it's a great seventies movie musical. And I think it has a enough kind of iconic moments that have, that have transcended the film. Like mm-hmm. there are people that know parts of this movie that may have never even seen the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So and I think that alone makes it a nostalgic film. Mm-hmm. It's electrifying! Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, that, that's what makes it nostalgic for me is the fact that when a movie can kind of have an effect on the, cult, the culture mm-hmm. to the point that even people that have maybe never seen it know of it no no of it and no songs or no you know characters or whatever mm-hmm. to me that that kind of sets it on a different level Fair as far enough. as the film whether it's a good movie or not okay. i think mm-hmm. that, that creates a nostalgic level for it perfect okay nostalgic for patrick how about you paul when i finished watching this movie i w- was thinking tragic because it's just so over the top and so uh, it, it to me it glorifies some negative aspects of our culture. But. So, uh, but in the past few days <laughs> since watching it, um, it there are some scenes that are stuck in my head. And I go over and I keep you know thinking over the songs, and I I keep referring back. It's stuck in my head, uh-huh. and a tragic movie. Isn't isn't going to do that, you know? There's yeah, yeah. parts about it, so it's got to be well made. So, I'm 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 going to say it's nostalgic as well. Oh, and if wow. you liked it in the past, I would say you know you'll like it again. And if you didn't mm-hmm. like it in the past, you probably won't like it. And mm-hmm. I still don't like this movie, <laughs> but for some reason, I I I keep. It but it stays you. with you. Yeah, it, it, it stays, stays with me. Yeah, because so, grease is the word. It, it's grease lightning. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if it's a good thing, though, but, you know, it is what it is. I can totally appreciate your guys' perspective. I think that <clears throat> if I were someone else and I cared about the culture, I would also be rating this in nostalgic. But but you're not someone else and you I don't, don't care about no, the culture? No, I have to. So. <laughs> I, I rate movies based on me. And I, I was legitimately thinking, man, you know, you know what? This movie, I could totally see someone enjoying it again. Yeah. And, and like like Patrick was saying, it has impacted the culture a lot. I mean, it's to the point where I know of that change in Sandy. I, I've seen pictures or 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 memes or whatever of her in the the horror outfit. Yeah, Sorry, which, what? <laughs> at, which I was like, huh? Maybe that doesn't happen in this movie. Maybe that's Grease too because it hasn't happened yet. When is this? Um, so I I didn't realize it was coming at the very very end. Yes, exactly, and. So obviously stuff like that has seeped into 
the the popular culture. But for me, how I rate movies are they enjoyable? I I kind of fell asleep during the <laughs> during the racing scene. I mean, I was, I was just barely hanging on there. No, I don't really remember any of the songs except for that one, which I knew before this movie. So really, yeah, for me, and none of it's none of it's really stuck with me except when I put in my notes. I have no desire to see it again, and I mm. wouldn't show my kids it. So I, for me, it's going to be a tragic. I, I don't. I'm. I, if I were if I were a split rating kind of person, I'd say nostalgic for a lot of reasons, but for me personally, it's a tragic movie. So. Sounds controversial to me. It does. <laughs> but regardless. Shrug, you're struggling. You have an internal struggle going I on. Do. I do. Because there, I, can see, I can see why people like it. I definitely can. But it's not something I like. Yeah, it's not electrifying for me, Paul. Uh, regardless of the gifts. I do. See, and that's another thing. I do like that now I will have a better cultural context when I see things that reference it. But mm-hmm. it's it's like... So what? It, it's, it doesn't really add to my life just because of that. It's just, oh, that's kind of nice that I can reference them. <sighs> Regardless, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Grease, a disputed nostalgic movie. If you liked it as a kid, if you saw it as a kid or uh, an adult, Shame on you. <laughs> shame <laughs> on you, but you would probably enjoy uh, rewatching it again uh, sometime in the future. All right. Us, please bring us back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Makes this episode more evergreen because you don't know what. Uh, what is that when every Nintendo game took place? Every, 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 every Mega Man. Every, every Mega, Mega Man, Man game. Yes, 20XX. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have any. Uh, Strict feedback this time, but as always, vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also watch us record these very podcasts when it's working, <laughs> as <laughs> as well as uh, live streams and video games and pixel art illustrations. If you follow us on Twitch.tv/slash Retro Rewind Pod, but if you want to just find me, Paul J. Powers, uh, I would appreciate it. I understand, like, what a big fan you are. Um, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But if you want to, <laughs> if oh, you want to see what I've been up to Paul. lately, you can go to pauljpowers.com. I have all my uh, media links there. You can contact me there, or just listen to the next episode when we cover the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind from 1977. And we are doing that part of the Summer of Free Movie Club. So right now it's free on Vudu.com, and you can watch it and then join us for the discussion of that. If again Twitch is working. <laughs> Right. Thank you so much, Paul, for being, uh, you know, my very own Kaniki. I guess I don't know what the. All right. <laughs> let's not actually let's not reference each other in terms of this movie. Thank you. Okay, creator face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being my friend and host. Really awesome getting to do this show with you. I'm also very grateful to our guest Patrick Kramer. Congrats again on your 
being our sh- a ship's entertainer. Thank you. Thank you. You, 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 you bet. You bet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Patrick, where can people find you online? And is there, there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, nothing at the moment, unless you live in Nashville. Um, uh, but, uh, you can find me on, uh, on the Twitters, the Twitters at, at, um, at, uh, at psycho underscore kinetic, or you can follow my production company on Twitter, which is at wildcard prod P R O D. Or you can find me on the Instagrams. Um, I know, right? Under Wildcard Productions or my personal, which is B. Patrick Kramer, where I post weird stuff all the time. Very good, very good. Uh, but yeah, other awesome. than that, I haven't done it. I've been on a, I've been on a show break, so oh, okay. which, has been, which has been kind of awesome. Nice. So until until the fall. Okay. Do you know so. what your show is going to be? Your first coming? Yes. Um, In we, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, we um, there was a there's a company, it's a professional company here in town called Blackbird, that uh, eight years ago when they did their first show, they did an original play mm-hmm. called Twilight of the Gods. Okay, Ooh. and it's kind of a it's kind of a mashup. It's something of a it's something of a dark comedy. It's something of a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to make sense on paper, but it totally makes sense. And I act I actually play. Uh, the reincarnation of H.G. Wells. Oh, interesting. And the, the, the company's been in hiatus for two years. Mm-hmm. And in the fall, they're coming out of their hiatus and they're remounting that script. Mm-hmm. And I have been uh, invited to play that, to play Wells. Again, I'm the only actor from the original cast oh, that's, cool. been, wow. that's been asked to come back. So I'm getting to revisit a character that I helped originate nice. eight years ago, which is really exciting. And it's a, it's a brilliant script. It's super funny. Um, but at the same time, it's super smart. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if anybody's in the, happens to listen, they're in the Nashville area. The show runs um, the first two weeks of October. Very cool. And so, so and I'll be promoting that too as we Yeah. Was Blackbird on hiatus because they were busy taking uh, high altitude photos of Soviet Russia? No. I, you know, oddly enough, no. Um, the, <laughs> I, I see what you were getting at, but they had actually done a couple of really big shows that had kind of sapped their resources oh, a little bit, both, 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 both psychologically and financially. Um, so they were kind of. Um, Kind of, they kind of hunkered down for a little bit. Cool. They kind of to, to regroup, and they finally, finally decided it was time to to come back to life. Nice. And which I'm glad because the guys who run it are both dear friends of mine. So I'm glad to see them back and uh, producing again. So cool. that's exciting. So anyone who's made it this far in the show, uh, send us, uh, tweet <laughs> us, or Facebook message us what that was a reference to. If you can figure it out, the whole blackbird and and uh, taking pictures thing. Um, so mm-hmm. thank you again, Patrick, for being on the show. Happy. And love to do it. Awesome. I'm so glad you love to do it. We love having you. And I'm what? Oh, yeah. But most of all, I mean, as good as Paul and Patrick are, most of all, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now. Whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of our Rewinder community, thank you for spending time with us. And we really pray that there are, you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustration for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. No, you should do that whole outro thing, but speed it up so you sound like the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> that would be amazing. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at the RetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Look at me. There has to be something more than what they see. Wholesome and pure, oh so sacred and unsure. A poor man's retro rewind podcast. See, I don't even know what song that referenced. Nah, was that this? Was look this at me. I'm Sandra D. It's the it's, it's the Sandra D. Reprise. All right, yeah. if you say so. Well, all right. It's lame. Like my thoughts of ending this podcast <laughs> no that's that's fine i was planning on just ending it after what i said as just which a, was a coda or a reprise so to speak oh. of me not thinking that i don't remember anything about this movie even or it could just, just it could awkwardly just keep going on and on like <laughs> yeah like do, now. Yeah. Yeah. do we do we press stop now i don't know i don't, I don't know. think they're talking about anything important anymore no it's become kind of meta they don't know when to stop right